that the remnant needs to be trained up in, and that is sickness and healing. There is so much, Dr. Murray, misinformation out yes. there, and the people need to understand this. So as always, I'm joined by Dr. Robert Mawiri, last day's prophet, mentor, pastor, a blessing being here and doing this series with you. Greet the people and open us in a word of prayer, please, sir. Thank you for watching. I pray that God will speak to you, that God will anoint you with the oil of gladness, the oil of joy. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy, Amen. pleasures forevermore. We are in his presence. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that's listening, mm -hmm. that you speak to them, you, you encourage them, you strengthen them, and you show them that uh, sickness uh, is not something to fear, mm, that there is a healing in the blood of Jesus, and in the atonement, and that we can live victorious and triumphantly Hallelujah. in life without fear. In mm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I'm excited about this series. We just finished up the one on death in the last days and life in the last days. Powerful. We had a lot of people sending in questions. And many of the questions that came in had to deal with sickness that's going on today. We saw in that program that many people's friends and family and loved ones are getting sick, some of them even dying. But I've heard you tell us before that God heals today, and you've mentioned three ways, miracles, medicine, and naturally. What are your thoughts on what the scripture says about sickness and healing? Well, first of all, we need to look at the origin of sickness. Mm. Why we get sick? Well, we go back to the Garden of Eden. God said to Adam and Eve, the day you eat this tree, you'll surely die. Hmm. So through the sin that men in the Garden of Eden sinned against God when they ate that, you know, that fruit, we call it an apple, but mm. you know, when he ate the fruit of good and evil, mm -hmm. and then sickness came into the human race. And sickness is here, so there is a uni it's universal. Uh, everyone gets sick, everyone will die because of that sin, that original sin. You don't have to do anything to be sick or to die because sin is already in our nature, in, mm. our, in, in, in what I would call it's part of our human nature, in part of our DNA. It's already inside of us because of the sin that we committed against God in the Garden of Eden. So why don't we get a biblical, um, you know, it's always good for scripture to speak for itself. Yes. So that what we say is confirmed by clear scripture. Mm. Let's go to Genesis and, and read what it says, because Genesis 2, 15 to 17, and um, also let's read Hebrews 9, 27 regarding sin. Okay, so Genesis 2, 15 through 17, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you eat it, you will surely die. Now, Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and from then on, men die. We mm -hmm. get sick and we die. So it's uh, the consequences of our sin 
And that's why nobody can say, I'll never be sick, I'll never die. Small and great, everyone dies. Everyone gets sick because God said it and God's word will not fail. It's, it's inevitable for, for all men to know that one day we're going to die. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. Sure. Whether you're a preacher or not preacher, or prophet or not prophet, but, but then again, in these last days, some of us will be raptured. Oh, okay. That's glorious. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that, that is where we're going. We, okay. We're going to talk about how Jesus came mm. to redeem us yes. from sickness okay. and from sin and from death. Mm. He, he came to check the consequences of our sin Hallelujah. and give us in exchange his life, his joy, mm. his peace, his victory. It's wonderful to be in Christ because mm. when you're in Christ, you are redeemed from the sin that Adam and Eve committed, the universal sin, and you are forgiven for all your personal sins and you are cleansed from all your personal sins and you are re renewed, or in, in other words, you are reborn, Amen. regenerated by the Holy Spirit, born from above, born of the Spirit. Now you are not only uh, human in the sense that you're a human body and human faculties, but in the inside of you is Christ. And mm -hmm. Paul says, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ now lives, lives in me. me as me. Yes. That means you are now united again with God, mm -hmm. and now you have union with God. Now you have intimacy with God. Now your life has been transformed from being Adamic to the second Adam mm. who came to give us life. Hallelujah. So in him we live and have our being. <laughs> yeah. We are not afraid of death, not afraid of sickness, mm -hmm. because the scripture says, if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead, <laughs> dwells in you, yes. he will quicken your mortal body. Amen and amen. So that means we're not to be afraid. In these days, I'm telling you, there's a lot of fear there is because a bunch of, of fear. Um, the, um, the pandemic. Uh, people are losing loved ones. Yes. People are sick and they're just giving up. All right, we're going to talk about that a lot, but you mentioned a couple of scriptures that Paul did. I want to read one that Paul wrote here in Romans just to confirm again what you said, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but as you said, the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That means when you know Jesus Christ mm. as your personal Savior, you're not afraid of death because the gift of God is eternal life everlasting life, everlasting joy, everlasting peace. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is no sickness, there mm -hmm. is no sorrow, there Amen. is no disappointment. In His presence, there's only fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore in the presence of the Lord. Mm. So that means when you, when you come to the Lord and you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, mm -hmm. and you allow the Holy Spirit to live within you and to begin to guide and to lead you, then your life is led by the Lord from victory to victory and protected by God from sickness and disease because your body now is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not the temple of sickness and disease. All right. I want this first question. This came back from Stephen in our last Q&A, but it had to do with this. Might have been part of the reason the Holy Spirit told us to do this four-part series. But here was his question. 
Jesus, as you just said, paid for our sins on the cross. His blood heals us. It says that we are healed by Jesus' stripes. His question is this, why do so many Christians get sick when it says that we're healed by the stripes of Jesus? What's well, I think to answer that question, we need to really look at um, the types of sicknesses, the purposes, because in everything there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens by chance. So we need to see the divine purposes because all things work for the good of them that love God, Amen. that are called according to His purpose. Yes, Lord. So there is a purpose even when we are sick that God is de dealing with us. So we need to know in order to, for us to be able to discern the mind of God. Mm -hmm. So I'm, go I'm going to give you the different types of sicknesses and the different reasons why people of God get sick. Number one. Oh, wait a minute. Before you do this. Yeah. Are all of these found in Scripture? We can go to we the We will be able to go through them uh, in, in this Q&A. Good. Scripture, interpreting Scripture. Hallelujah. Uh, here a line, there a line, precept upon precept, just showing that everything we say must be based upon biblical truth. Okay. The only truth that we have is it is written. Amen. When God said it, that settles it. There is no more argument. So we will go through all the scriptures concerning sickness, concerning what God is saying to you if you get sick, mm. things to look for, uh, things to pray about, mm. uh, because there is something that God is saying to you, and we need to give you the tools to use in discerning the mind of God concerning sickness, because we are in a time of this great pandemic, and everyone it's going to have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. It's all around us. It's with family, with friends. It's, it's happening. So we need to be able to look at sickness through the eyes of God, through the Word of God, to say, okay, this is what God says in His Word. Okay. And this is what we're supposed to do. So first of all, I want to talk about the, the, there's, a, there's a sickness that is for the glory of God. Let me ask you this. Can you list them all? Tell us you and I, we prepared this. Tell us all seven, and then we'll go back and break them down one more time. Right. Tell us what they all there are. There is a sickness unto, unto the glory of God, okay. and there's a sickness for dishonoring the Lord. All right. That will be very important when we get to that. Right. There's a sickness for unconfessed sin. When we live in sin habitually, okay. uh, it opens the door for sickness to come in, and the sickness that is caused by unhealthy living because God gave the children of Israel dietary laws mm. to keep them healthy. So we, may, we can get sick just because we are not living right, because we're not eating right, we're not doing the right things to maintain the temple of the Lord, the, the tabernacle of God, our bodies, which wow. is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what we eat matters because we are what oh, we eat. Oh, oh, okay. So we will look at the sicknesses that are caused by not eating right, uh -huh. right uh, sickness for salvation purposes. That is the sickness for the, for the, for the, for the glory of God, where, where God is glorified and God uses it to bring salvation. Okay. And there's a sickness... Uh, unto the glory of God, which is like in the case of Lazarus, where God just wants to show his power and his glory, and we are to discern these things, and there's a sickness unto death. So seven of these, wow. we're going to go through <laughs> them. We, we want you to be equipped. We want you to be prepared. 
Because sooner or later you will deal with sickness in your own body mm. or in the life of one you love, your, you know, your one members of your family or your friend or church member. There's sickness around us. We need to be able to deal with these situations in the light of God's word. Dr. Mori, this study is going to be so important because I challenge this that there's nobody listening. I doubt there's anybody on the earth that has never been sick and people are all going to die. As you said, death is universal. So I think this teaching on sickness and healing is going to really raise up and help empower us. The very first reason you talked about sickness, the very first one is going to be for the glory of God. You mean some sickness glorifies God? Explain that well, more and show us the answer. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they, 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 there's a sickness of the glory of God. And I can, even at this point, give a testimony um, in my own life. But from the scripture, we can look at Lazarus. His sickness and his death was for the glory of God. Hmm. God was going to be glorified through his sickness. So God can use in rare times sickness to bring glory to his name, to, to lift up the name of Jesus. Because all things work for the good of them that love God, that are called according to his purpose. Amen. Everything, everything, if you discern the mind of God, if you, that is, if you pray, and God shows you, you show you what he's working out in your life or in the life of those around you. In other words, you have to discern the mind of God and know what God is doing because nothing happens in the life of a believer by chance. Mm. God is at work in our lives. Amen. God is perfecting us. He's transforming us and he's breaking us. He's molding us. He's, he's doing marvelous things in us. In other words, Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Mm. So suffering is part of the breaking and molding because when you are, when, when, when you are being put in the furnace to, to burn out the dross, he, he, he puts a fire in there and he's cleansing you, he's purifying you. So there is a work of grace taking place even when we are suffering, Amen. when our friends and people around us are suffering, we have to ask the Lord, what is it that you're doing? Because you're doing something marvelous mm -hmm. and beautiful. Everything that God does is for our blessing. Sometimes we don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't even appreciate it. But if you just pull back and go to God, you'll be able to say to God, be the glory, great things he has done. Amen. And we see that disappointment in Mary and Martha uh, when their brother was sick and dying. They were so discouraged mm -hmm. because here, this is a friend of Jesus. God loves him. He loves God. He walks with God. And here he gets sick and he gets very sick and he dies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And G they call for Jesus and <laughs> Jesus doesn't show up. Two Jesus, more days he waited. Yes. And this... <laughs> It's happening to many people. Mm. They're like, oh, my friend, like my pastor friend has just passed away. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, Lord? Mm -hmm. This is my beloved, my best friend, and I love him, and he's doing your work. He's a mighty man of God. He's preaching the word. He's faithful. He's diligent. Now, why are you taking him? We will never fully understand Amen. all these things, except in times like this, God allows these things to happen for his glory. 
that he may be glorified Amen. in life and in death. So let's look at Lazarus because there okay. was a major miracle that happened because of sickness. So in John 11, verse 4, I'm going to read from the NIV on this one. It says, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, God allowed Lazarus to be sick. Yes. He allowed Lazarus to die. Mm -hmm. Then the disciples were like, well, if Lazarus is dead, why should we go? Um, you know, and he said, no, it's okay. He's sleeping because Jesus knew what God was doing yes. in this situation. When we pray, we can actually discern like Jesus mm. what God is doing, mm. that mm. this sickness mm. is for the glory of God. And I want to give a testimony at this point because this could best be understood by a testimony. Um, almost uh, 30 years ago, I, I was called to, to go to, to Dallas, to Parkland Hospital, and a little boy had fallen into the, in, you know, into the pool, a two-year toddler. Uh, the mother was on the phone in the house, and she, the little boy was sleeping by the pool. They were sitting by the pool and woke up and crawled into the pool. And uh, the mother was 20 minutes on the phone. So by the time she finished talking, ran out to, to look, uh, the little boy was at the bottom of the pool, and the little boy was dead. I mm. mean, dead. 20 minutes in the pool was as dead as a dodo. He was completely. like Lazarus. He was I, dead. Exactly like Lazarus. Completely dead. And the father calls me, says, Robert, go to Parkland's hospital because uh, my little boy, Willie, has died. And I want you to be with my, my, my wife. And I want you to go and console her. So I go there. And the little boy is lying there uh, as cold. I mean, I'm talking about as dead as a dodo. I mean, cold. They've been dead for a couple of hours, and it's probably five, six hours dead. And they were keeping the little boy in the room to wait for the father to come. Mm. Because the father was, uh, was in, in California and was flying back. So they said, we'll keep the boy in the room just so that your, the father will see him before we take him to the mortuary. Mm -hmm. So you can stay in the room until your husband comes. So I come in there and say, well, this happened um, several hours ago and he's been dead. And while she's telling me that, the doctor walks in, say, hey, I am writing the death certificate mm -hmm. because um, this little boy, Willie, is dead and there's nothing we can do. And, um, you know, he was dead. So he leaves to go and write the death certificate and the mother screams at the top of her voice. She said, I killed my boy. I was not careful. I should have picked up my boy and taken him inside to talk on the phone because in those days we didn't have these mobile phones. So she had to go talk to, 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 on the phone inside the, you know, the house because her mom was having an operation. So it was a, a very tense situation. The mother's having an operation. The boy is dying. So, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's like Job. Things happen, and they mm -hmm. happen fast. And because the devil, when he comes against us, he, he wants to overwhelm us so that we get discouraged mm -hmm. and we despair. Because he, 
wants us not rejoicing in the Lord, not having the peace of God, and walking in the love of the Father. He wants us to be depressed. He wants us to not celebrate the resurrection, the fact that in Him we live and have our being, Amen. and that he is, we are complete in Him. So here is what happens. When she, when she started crying, she just fell on the floor, and she was crying bitterly. And I said to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. The boy has been dead for several hours. The doctor is writing a death certificate. So what do you say? And the Lord said to me, this is for my glory. Oh, I want this city to know that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. I want you to raise him up from the dead. Wow. This is for my glory. And then he told me that um, he will go home in perfect health in 72 hours. In three days? 72 hours, yes. Okay. In, in 72 hours, you go home in perfect health. So it's done. So I said to the mother, it's done. She says, what? I said, well, your little boy, Willie, is going to be raised and you're going to take him home in perfect health. She's like, no, they, they, they're writing a death certificate. Uh, he's going to the mortuary when the father comes, and then they'll take him to the mortuary, and he, he's brain dead. Mm. I said, God has just spoken to me that he's going to raise him up, and you take him home in 72 hours. I don't know what 72 hours was all about, but God knew. He says, you take him home in 72 hours. So I said, I have nothing more to do here. I'm going to pray for him, and I'm going to leave. It's done. So I prayed for him in the name of Jesus and called forth his life to return into his body and to be restored to his family. And he didn't move. He was as cold as ice. Mm -hmm. Dead. And I looked at the mother. I said, it's okay. You will take this little boy home in 72 hours because God's going to do a miracle. Um, don't worry that it hasn't happened after I pray. It's going to happen because God's going to do it his own way, amen. not my way. Amen, amen. It's going to be God and not me. You were obedient to do what God told you to do. Because I asked him. You got to ask. You dis you, you, then Hallelujah. you discern when you ask. He says, ask and it shall be given. Yes. So I didn't just say, uh, God raised this boy from the dead. No, because there is a sickness unto death. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's appointed unto men to die once. Then the judgment follows. So how do I know that God wants to restore him? You got to ask God. And, and you say, did. God, what is it? And God told me, this is for my glory. Raise him up because this is my plan. This is my will. And I'm going to be glorified in this situation. So I declared he's raised by the power of God. Hallelujah. I've got to get out of here because I don't want to be in the way of the Holy Spirit. Sure. God's going to do it his own way. You, you don't have to, 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 to have a performance, a ritual. Mm, you don't and need you don't to help God. To, you don't need to help God. <laughs> it's not how much you cry out, yeah, how much you yeah, beg yeah. God. Thank you, Jesus. He's a loving father. He loves us. He cares for us. He's ever present with us. And he wants us to know that he will answer when we pray. We don't ask. 
we just tell God what we want. Mm. It's time to learn to ask what is the plan. What We're is going the to talk plan? more and more about that. So That's then, huge. Here's what happens. Okay. The father comes uh, like four or five hours after to the hospital. Now we're talking about almost 10 hours mm -hmm. or to 12 hours. So he comes to the room and the boy's still dead. You're gone. And I'm gone. Okay. And the father called me. He said, Robert, you just left my wife. Um, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. I said, God has told me he's going to raise your son back to life. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to be there. It's done. To God be the glory. This is going to be a fantastic, amazing miracle for everybody. Hallelujah. And so he said, okay. So he goes while they are consoling each other, hugging each other, and just crying and weeping, and the baby cries. Oh, glory. Mother, and the baby cries. And the reason why God did not raise the boy is because immediately when he cried, the doctor came back with a big injection to put him back to sleep. Because said, he'd already done the dystrophy. Yeah, of course. It's like, we're going to have to oh, put him back. Goodness. So the husband was there to defend his. Hallelujah. He says, don't touch my son. If it had happened before, the wife would not have had the strength uh -huh. to restrain the doctor from putting him back to sleep. Oh, my goodness. So God, in his wisdom, did not raise him up prematurely. He waited until God the father was timing. there. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. And he defended. And then the doctor says, you will not take this dead baby home. He's brain dead and he's not going home. That's why God said 72, 72 hours. hours. So they were kept in the hospital for 72 hours and the boy was normal. And after 72 hours, they send him home. They say, okay, you'll be under observation for six months. Mm -hmm. And they had observation for six months. And he is in the army right now, as I'm speaking. Yeah. A perfect guy. You've met him oh, many times. Of course. <laughs> and the father is my friend. And he is alive and well because I God say glory raises to the God. dead in today's world. Right now, the dead can be raised. Mm. But don't you dare. Try to raise the dead without hearing God. Oh, amen and amen. God must tell you. It's not what you want. It's what God wants. It's not according to the dictates of your flesh. It's according to the revelation. God says, raise the dead. Cast out devils. We can raise the dead. We can cast out devils. And we can, we can, we can bind the spirit of death to live if and when God tells us. The issue is learning to discern. The mind of God. Okay. To hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want you to skip over two more pages, and I feel like the Spirit is saying we need to talk about that right now. We're we're going to go off scripture a little bit and get to something else. You just talked about discernment, Doctor Worry. Doctor Worry, page three, right here. I want you to talk about the fact that we must have, must have, must seek discernment to understand sickness and how to pray for it. I'm going to read one of the scriptures. I'm going to read two, read, read read two scriptures that yes. tell us this. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God. 
that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. The second scripture is Matthew 16, 17 that says this, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. Explain why discernment is so important when you're dealing with sickness. Many people just pray for people. Uh, God heal them. Uh, we don't know because there are several causes of sickness. We'll go through those mm -hmm. causes. Uh, unforgiveness. Uh, there is um, not discerning the body of Christ in, in Holy Communion. There are many, many reasons why sickness uh, uh, come into our lives. There are causes, open doors that before we ask God, we need to ask God, what is it? And then we need to be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit saying? Because the Holy Spirit will tell us the reason why it's happening. That's why he has given us the Spirit to live in mm -hmm. us in order to give us in that critical moment the illumination and understanding of what's really happening. We need to walk in the Spirit. You can't hear the Spirit if you don't walk in the Spirit. Amen and, and amen. you cannot walk in the Spirit unless you have the Holy Spirit. And to have the Holy Spirit, you have to ask for the Holy Spirit to come inside of you. The disciples had two experiences. The first experience was when Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive thee the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. And they received the Holy Spirit. They were regenerated. They were born again. So they had the Spirit of God giving them new birth. But then he says to the people with the Holy Spirit inside of them, he said, You go to Jerusalem and wait. Katsizo, go wait mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Mm -hmm. That's the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were baptized mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Amen. They were empowered by the Holy the Spirit. Dunamis. And then they received the, the, the spirit of wisdom mm -hmm. and the spirit of discernment and the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were given by the Spirit of God coming upon them. So you have two experiences. One is salvation, born again, mm -hmm saved, becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit. The second one is the Holy Spirit coming upon you for empowerment, to empower you to do the works of God. So what happened when I was standing there, it, it was the, the Holy Spirit upon me, not in me, mm -hmm. but upon me. Because mm -hmm. there are two experiences. One is the Spirit in you, yes. born again, right, right, sanctification, right. and then the Spirit of God will come upon you. That's why you read in the Old Testament, it says the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of the Lord came upon the apostles in the upper room. And they, the Spirit is the one that from that day on led them to reach the world, transform the world, to do miracles and signs and wonders because of the dunamis power that came upon them to execute the will of God. We cannot accomplish these things Without the Holy Spirit. All right. I, I, I want us to go even deeper on this discernment, Dr. Mori, because I have been in church services. I've been with pastors. I've been with people that'll say, Aunt Sarah's sick. 
Everybody pray for her to be healed by the stripes of Jesus. I've been in church services where, where somebody will come up and say, uh, Sister Mary is sick. Just everybody stretch your hand and just pray right now. But you're saying that we must pray for discernment first. So are you, are you saying that that is part of the reason we're not seeing sickness healed and miracle signs and wonders is because people are praying their I'm going, to use yep, a, right. I'm going to use a Dr. Murrayism. Yeah. They're using their stinking thinking instead of what Scripture says about discernment. Exactly. They are praying amiss. That was Jesus said, praying amiss. Because they are praying for something. They don't even know whether this is sickness unto death. They don't know that this is sickness as a, a, as a judgment from God because of unconfessed sin. They don't even know why it's happening. So they, their prayer is usually Thy will be done. Let the will of God be done. Thy will be done. Well, why don't you know the will of God? Amen. The will of God is revealed in Scripture, and the will of God is revealed by the Holy Spirit. So we can pray the will of God and know wow. the will of God. This is huge, Dr. So Murray. That's why mm. sickness continues, and people die in their sin, die prematurely, because we are not discerning what God is saying. We are not listening. In other words, we are simply not listening. We are praying out of our own juices. We are praying out of our own stinking thinking. We are praying our own desires. We are praying uh, not the will of God because we don't know the will of God. Because we are not listening to God and we are not walking with God and we are not hearing God and that's the problem, right? Discerning the Holy Spirit. These people that are following us right now, the, the comments that are coming in are incredible. This is powerful. This is truth. This is manna. What, one question that came in, why then are pastors not teaching this? Why are they not telling us this? Why does it take you to come in and tell people this? Well, you know, that's a very profound question. The issue is they don't know. Mm. You cannot mm. do what you don't know. They're walking in the light of what they learned at the seminary. They mm. are not walking with the Lord. They are teaching what they received from their seminary. And their seminary has told them that the age of the supernatural is over. The Ooh, age of wow, miracles wow, is wow. over. That the mm. age of the Holy Spirit is over. Mm. And they, they, they have been mm. told all these things are, are gone. They are past. And of course, they use the scripture that when the perfect in in First um, Corinthians thirteen, when the perfect comes, these things will be done away. Well, the perfect hasn't come. The Amen. Lord hasn't come. That's there is right. nothing perfect in the world. There is nothing perfect in the church. There is nothing perfect over the side of heaven. Mm. So the perfect has not come, and that means the age of the supernatural, the age of is the miracles here. and signs and wonders, is here. The the age of the Holy Spirit is here. That the Holy Spirit still, still speaks. The Holy Spirit still guides. The Holy Spirit is here for you to ask. He doesn't come in without you asking. That's why he's asked for the Holy Spirit. You ask for the Holy Spirit. You wow. invite him to come in. You invite him. So <laughs> that's why I stood in the hospital mm -hmm. and asked and the Father and said, God, what do you want? Mm. What, why did you send me? What do you want to do? And he told me what he wanted to do. This was a sickness for his glory. It ended up on, uh, on CBN television. Mm -hmm. It was a big story. Everybody told the story. Everyone knows the story that, that, uh, in that community. They all glorified God, and God was glorified. And I'll tell you something. 
God is not being glorified because we're not listening to God. Mm. We are not hearing God because okay. we don't even care to ask him. Mm. We, we think we know what needs to be done mm. because we are presumptuous. The sin of presumption is the thing that dominates the church, that the church no longer listens to the Holy Spirit, no longer waits upon the Holy Spirit, no longer you know, wow. desires that intimacy with mm. God because we know too much and we can do too much in the flesh. Mm. That's mm. why the church is dead, <sighs> lost. I mean, the problem is definitely a church that is lost in the lost world. Amen. We were supposed to go into the lost world and with signs and wonders demonstrate the power of God and attract people to Jesus. Mm. Mm. Because mm. the miracles are gone. People are asking, where is the God of the Bible? Mm. Where is the God of the miracles? Where is he? Wow, That's why people are not interested with God. It's like, I don't see anything different with you. Mm. Uh, you know? You are as scared as I am. You, 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 you know, you are driven by fear. You, you are not joyful. You are not peaceful. You are not showing the fruit of the Spirit. There is nothing different between you and me. That's why the people don't even want to listen to the church. Mm. They are waiting for the manifestation. The manifestation of the power of God to heal, to deliver, to, to restore those who have been broken, wounded hearts, lonely people, being mended by the power of God. Because we have the love of the Father and we have the joy of the Father because people look at us and they don't like what they see. Mm. And they're like, I don't want that. I don't want to be miserable like you because most church people are the most miserable because they're missing out in life. Uh, let me close by this no, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on for your story because we're not going to go on to number two. We're going to start with the second one of these seven next week. I, I, I... I, I want you to answer this question. This is for me. I want you to answer this for me in this 10 minutes that we've got left. People saw Jesus do miracles. People saw him raise him from the dead, healing people and everyone. And still within maybe a, maybe a day or a month or a few short years, they, they didn't, didn't believe anymore. They didn't believe anymore. You went in, sought discernment, raised a young child from the dead that had been dead a few hours. Everything happened according to what you said. And I've heard this story many mm -hmm. times. And you saw the father. I you, saw you, the, I met the father. I met the young man. Yeah. And okay? you heard him give And I heard him tell it. And still I know many people that were watching on CBN that'll still say, no, nope, it doesn't happen anymore today. It doesn't happen anymore today. It doesn't happen anymore today. Why is that occurring? Why did they not believe when they saw the miracles of Jesus? Why do they not believe today when they see the miracles? Close us in that. We'll get to the rest of sickness and everything in the next three series. Why is it when you see it, do they still not believe? It's the hardness of their hearts. It happened in the days of Jesus. He did marvelous miracles. Masses of people healed. Blind people received sight. The, you know, people's leprosy cleansed. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, every day there were mega miracles, mass healings. But still the people hardened their hearts. Hardened hearts. You see, this is the problem. Mm. They hardened hearts. People no longer fear the Lord. Mm. People no longer want to obey the Lord because if, if they are going to believe, that means they have to change. They have to live a holy life. 
That means they have to surrender to God and they want to play God. So they don't want to, that's what pastors don't want the Holy Spirit because they will lose control. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit will do what he wants when he, when he wants. The early church was under the Holy Spirit. That's why miracles happen. Mm -hmm. But now we have a church that is controlled by men, led by men who have been trained by men, and following a structure that man has designed. Okay. So the Holy Spirit no longer has a place to heal the sick, no longer has mm. a place to speak because the church no longer belongs to Jesus. That is why there are no miracles because mm. there are no men of God and women of God who wants God to be glorified in their lives and through their lives. That is why we are in a crisis in mm. this world, mm. especially with this pandemic. Many will die prematurely mm -hmm. because there are no men of God to pray for them, to believe with them, wow. to discern the mind of God mm. because people don't want to believe. They don't want to think that the things that happened 2,000 years ago can happen today. Well, he is the same yesterday, Amen. today, and forever. Yes, he Lord. is the eternal one. He is the one that still loves us just like he did 2,000 years ago. He still listens to us just like he did 2,000 years ago. He heals us today just like he did 2,000 years ago. So these miracles are real today if we take God at his word That's because the key. he is the same. He loves us. He cares for us. He carried our sickness and diseases upon himself and he died for us. That's why, that's why he wants to heal us. Why would Jesus die to take away sickness and then bring sickness to his people? Why would mm. God bring the things that he came to remove from you? Why would he bring it to you? So we know that sickness is from the devil. Yes. And the devil wants to destroy the people of God. And the people of God are not asking the Father. They're not waiting on him, listening to him. They're doing it their own way. And that's why the church has lost its influence in the world. People just see the church as an organization, another organization, mm. because it's no longer an organism, mm -hmm. a yeah. living organism, mm -hmm. where Jesus Christ is the head, mm -hmm. where Jesus Christ is in control, where Jesus Christ leads and guides. We no longer hear his voice. We no longer wait on him or need him because we got the program. We, we, we got the program yeah. because we know what to do, what's best. We have consultants. They tell us what <laughs> to do and how to do it and how to build a big church mm. and how to get the offering, how to do everything. It's, it's consultants, 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 because nobody is consulting with the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. That's the problem we are facing. And you can say, well, that's not my problem. No, we are responsible why that's right because every child must go every to the individual father. that's right every child must speak to the father he doesn't want you to go through your brother through your sister no he wants you to go straight to the father so you can hear god for yourself mm -hmm. you can seek him and find him and you can read his love letter the 66 books that he has written to tell you i love you i care for you i have a plan for you read my love letter Find out what I want to, you to do. Find out my, 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 my blessings that I have in store for you. It's all in my love letter. Mm. 66 books, 1,500 years I, I took to write this, this love letter to you. And nobody wants to read God's love letter. Mm. And that's why they don't even know what God wants to Thank do. You, they don't know what God has for them. Mm. So they don't know their identity you, in Christ. Jesus. They don't know their destiny in Christ. They don't know anything about what's going on. And they're just living as humans, not 
new creation, mm. born again, mm. born from above, led from above, and blessed beyond measure. What mm. the eye have not seen, the ear have not heard. Wow. What is not in the heart of man, what God wants you to have. Mm. And I am going to pray for you Thank because, you, you know, it's mm. time to believe God. That's right. It's time to receive from mm. God. It's time to say, thy will be done mm. and get to know the will of God. Because if we pray according to his will, Amen. he hears us. Amen. God wants you to know his will. So when we pray, when you pray, you know that he hears you and it's done. That's why we do the done. Mm. Because we know the will of God. And when we pray, it's hallelujah. Thank Amen. you, Father. Every because day. we know God will not violate his word. What he <laughs> promised is what he's going to give. He is a promise keeper. Hallelujah. So if you need sick, if you're sick, you need healing. If you are broke, you have no money. He, he gives lots of money. If you are depressed, you, you can have joy. God mm. will give you joy. Mm. In other words, our life in Christ is a celebration. Not a depression, a celebration. Mm -hmm. We just celebrate Jesus because he is our joy. He is our peace. He is our health. He is our provider. Jehovah Jireh. Yes, he Lord. is our El Shaddai, the God of too much. So there's too much that God wants to do for you. If you take him at his word, mm -hmm. if you trust him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. All he wants you to do, delight yourself in him. Mm -hmm. Father God, I thank you for thank you, the Jesus. people that are listening. Mm -hmm. May they delight in you and know that there is healing in you. There is deliverance in you. There is provision in you. That they, everything they are seeking, you can give it to them. You said, ask anything in my name. If I don't have it, I'll create it for you. You want to do this for every child because every child is born of you, born of the Spirit, born from above. You chose them. And Father, I pray that you open the eyes to see how much you love them so that they can receive their healing, they can receive their provision, they can receive their joy. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray that you bless each one of the people listening. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and shine upon you and be gracious towards you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Folks, this is powerful. I told you this series was going to be powerful. This is needed in these last days. Listen to this last day's prophet that has been raised up to raise up the people to speak biblical, inerrant, infallible truth about sickness, about healing, about understanding discernment. Discernment means everything. It says you have not because you ask not. Go and ask the Father what you want to do. I'm excited, Dr. Murray, about these next three series that we're going to keep on doing on this. We only made it to one of the seven reasons for sickness that he got to. We'll get to these other six over these next three series. As always, we want to tell you that if you want to keep up with everything going on here at Good News World, you can go to this link and put in your email address, and we will email you with everything that we're going on. Dr. Marie does a, a, a Sunday service live streamed on his Facebook and YouTube channels every Sunday at 4 o'clock. He brings a message straight from the throne room to the people to raise up the remnant, to be ready in this last Shemitah, this final seven years that we're in. He's preparing the people. Don't miss his messages and these Q&As every Wednesday. Live at 11 o'clock, we do these Q&As here. You can send in your comments. Thank you for those that are sending in comments. Thank you for your questions. We will get to those and answer those for you. We ask that you pray about supporting our ministry through prayer. 
Number one, pray and ask the sermon on how you can support Good News World, how you can support WRNO, our radio station that reaches over 1.3 billion people around the world in multiple languages through shortwave radio. We're reaching people and we need your prayer to help us go to 24 hours a day. To do that, we need your finances. We just ask simply that you pray and seek discernment from the Lord on if you're supposed to give and then if so, how much. The Lord will give back, pressed down, shaken together and running over whether you give as a widow's might or whether you give a billion dollars. Give as the Lord tells you to give. And you can give two different ways. You can go to this link and there's a donate button. You can put in your credit card information and give as the Holy Spirit would tell you to give. Or you can write a cashier's check or a check, personal check, money order, make them out to Good News World, and you can send those into the P.O. box that you'll see there at the bottom of your screen now. Woo, Dr. Murray, I am fired oh, up. Glory. This is exciting, glory. and I'm looking forward to these next three weeks as we continue on this series.